Welcome to another episode of Your Wellness. I'm Lisa Lounsbury, your wellness coach. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Candace Kirkbride, a remarkable young lady who survived a life-altering accident at the age of 15, leaving her with an acquired brain injury. Candace will share her insights on the dangers of drinking and driving, emphasizing the importance of making responsible choices. She also discusses the significance of finding her passion and living a purposeful life. Despite her chronic pain, Candace has discovered powerful ways to manage it and build resilience. She'll inspire you with her use of dance to cultivate strength and gratitude. Get ready for an inspiring conversation as we delve into Candace Kirkbride's journey of overcoming adversity and embracing wellness. Let's dive in. Hi to my fellow podcast listeners, Lisa Lounsbury here. I have another guest that is coming with me, coming to me from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. We have Candice Kirkbride and Candice is going to share a extraordinary story of resilience. But first, let me introduce her. She is a motivational speaker. She is an author. She's an ad producer. And we met years ago at Toastmasters and she's just completing her her reign as president of a local Toastmasters club. So welcome to the show, Candice. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been a long time coming. Uh, Candice and I chatted about her story years ago when my uh, show, Your, Your Wellness, was a TV show. So now we're going to recapture that interview and then share a little bit more about what Candice has been doing and how she's managing uh, these days. So let's go back just quickly to introduce this, where the story starts. And you were a tender 15-year-old teenager going out to a party, I think, and that's when the unimaginable happened and you were hit by a drunk driver and left with a brain injury. Uh, We're happy you have survived. I know you've gone through a lot of recovery, a lot of work, and you are an extraordinary woman. So I want to pass the story on to you and talk about, you know, as much as you want on that moment and how you've been doing since then. Okay, well, we don't have much time, but... Um, The book is a Coles Notes version of the recovery process that I had to endure in order to get to my life and the place that I'm in now. And I had to... Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to introduce the name of your book. It's called Changed by the Rain, which is a really nice title. And for those of you who um, want to get a Coles Notes version of Candace's story, absolutely, we'll have to put the link on there. So take us back to where your story started. Uh, March 11th, 2001. I went to a house party with friends during the March break. And when, when we were leaving, uh, an impaired driver um, came up the road and we were, that well, the car hit us and then, the, the girls who were with me helped, tried to revive me. And then the boys tried to revive AJ. He was the boy that was holding my hand that, that night. Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, I woke up two weeks later from a medically induced coma. I have had, I've had complete reconstructive surgery of my skull. 
and uh, to, to this year I celebrated 22 years post-injury and it's not so much the the titanium hardware that is holding my skull together it's more so the damage that is causing me lifelong pain but the I've went on to do extraordinary things in this community. I I worked at the um, Sudbury Regional Hospital for, oh my gosh, over a decade and a half with the party program, teaching students how to um, really think about their choices when it comes to partying and planning their night when when it's time to celebrate with friends. I never say don't celebrate. By all means, every darn day is beautiful and we need to celebrate. But we need to think about the end of the night. How are we going to plan to be safe? I went on to become a speaker. I joined Toastmasters. I am a 17 year veteran of Toastmasters International and a global pandemic. Um, certainly did not deter me from, from that organization. It, it helps me to give back to others as well as give back to the organization in turn in regards to communication and leadership skills. Um, my book, if you were to ask me, Lisa, was it successful? Okay, well, let me, let me break that down. What's success to you? Did I work, make my first million before I turned 34? No. Did I make the New York Times bestseller list by 34? No, I did not pay for that status. Has it helped touch, move, and inspire all of my readers and give hope to families who have survived catastrophic brain injuries? Yes, my book has been successful. Um, and I'm proud of that. Um, I'm a local author and I'm, I, I can, bottom line, I connect people through stories. Absolutely. And I've heard you speak many times and I heard your story years ago when you were talking uh, to the community and inspiring us to really pay attention to our choices. And I'm happy to see you flourish and really learn how to speak better and communicate better like we all need to do but you had to start from the ground up didn't you yes um does anybody know what um a speech pathologist is in charge of and what that looks like um figurative language was a big a big pivotal moment for me and which is interesting because my brain needed to relearn figurative language and the title of my book is a metaphor and it's very um it's it's important and very um significant to the story and the way that my brain processes information did that answer your your question lisa yes well you like i said you had to you've had to really learn how to speak again and speak properly and communicate yes. And now that you're, you know, you speak for a living, it's it's really extraordinary. Can you talk about the metaphor of the title of your book, Changed by the Rain? Can you explain Absolutely. That? Uh, the metaphor with the, I, my brain and myself have been physically changed by the rain. And when people think changed by the rain, well, didn't it happen in a snowstorm? Yes, it did. But the 
the analogy is the brain and Candace, like the personality as a raging bonfire and the, the injury as the rain. So it just sprinkled on my bonfire. It isn't less like the, the chemistry of the bonfire has changed. It isn't less, it's just different. Now you did share with me that you do have, you, you are dealing with pain and how you're managing that. So talk, talk to us a little bit about that and what you're doing to support that. Pain is exhausting. It is exhausting. I almost rescheduled this today, Lisa, but I'm pushing through it. I'm not on my A game today, but that's okay. There are certain support programs out there for pain. We're not going to talk about that today, okay? Everybody's level of pain is different. Mine will bring a grown man to his knees. Um, 22 years of searching for some sort of relief. I found my angel, my savior, Shannon Kendrick Rachon at the Pain Pathways North on LaSalle Boulevard. That woman will change your life. If you have experienced a concussion, she will be, you will be one of 70 or so patients that she treats on a regular basis. I, every 12 weeks, I go for um, Botox injections. And at first, when you hear the word Botox, you think, oh my gosh, like, like lip injections. No, I get 20, I, I received 200 units of Botox in my skull, my neck, my, my face. And it's magical. It, it, um, my pain is very unique. So it's, it, it, like it paralyzes the muscles and the nerves, but it only lasts 12 weeks. But for me, it takes the tension off. It just takes the tension off. Um, some people take pills just to take the tension off. Those pills will do nothing for me except make me want to eat prunes because I won't be able to go to the bathroom. Um, my superpower of being able to feel the temperature change all of a sudden, even after a second break in my nose, I can smell the temperature drop. It's one of my superpowers. I know when it's going to rain or snow or ice. Um, I feel it in my being. That is not has not changed. But Botox definitely it takes the edge off. So well, then it, that's yeah, my. Call you. I think I'm gonna call you next time. I need to know what the weather's gonna be like. I didn't realize how sensitive your superpower was. That's really Every single day, it's sensitive. Wow. Is most of your pain settling in, in your head? Is that where the most of the pain uh, comes from? Can you describe the pain? Correct. Okay. Do you, you want me to describe it? No, I just want to know where in your body was the majority of your pain, just to understand when you, when you refer to oh, pain. Oh, the way the car, the car struck me and the way that I, I hit the pavement was in the right frontal region of the skull. That is where most of my pain resides. 
and it lives with me. I don't live with it. It lives rent free with me. <laughs> rent free. Yes. But well, it motivates me. Yeah, I guess so. And I'm, I'm, I am honored that you are pushing through today, even though it's, it's a tougher day for you. So I'm, I'm, I'm honored that we were able to talk about this. Can you share something else that you're doing to bring joy to your days? What brings me joy? Oh my gosh. Connection. I love connecting with my community. I, um, if money wasn't an option, all my bills were paid and I could do anything every single day for the rest of my life, I would dance. I have a tattoo on my thigh. Um, oh my God, it's one of my favorites and it's dedicated to dance. It says, I love dance more today than I did yesterday. And the there, instead of dance, there's a lady in a ball gown and she has her hands up and that represents the word dance, but it's actually me. Um, and I love it. Um, what was interesting after I published the book, my teacher, Jan, Jan Fragonese, uh, she was teaching at Cambrian College at the time. And I was taking ballroom intermediate level one, I think. And she, one of the during one of the dance practices it was a sunday night at the beginning she had asked me to come to the the front of the class and she had my book uh like the picture of the front of the book she had it in a frame and she told everybody that i had published this and she came to my book signing and she brought me flowers and it was beautiful but she told the whole class that did you know what she did with this book. I have never treated Candace any differently. I'm a stroke survivor and I'm a ballroom and Latin dancer. That, like I can die a happy woman because I'm living the life of my dreams. I believe that Candace, and as a dancer myself, I, I get goosebumps when you talk about your tattoo and how it has just embraced your whole being and how much you love it. And so what is it about dance that you think is really giving you that resilience and that, that sense of hope and purpose and maybe even redu reduction in pain? Passion. Oh my gosh. I know Lisa, like you just mentioned, you get goosebumps because you know how much you are. You are in love. You are madly in love with dancing and you're like, that's your passion. You, you feel free and expressive on the dance floor. And to give you an example, I go, I attend, okay, so we're June 20, 28th today. We're not dancing this summer because we're like, we're on break. I am going to a dance event on Friday, but I, I dance all winter, uh, tw once or twice, so twice a week, I believe. Yeah, so Latin and ballroom. In January and February, when the pain is not manageable and it's minus 40 out and there's a metaphorical vice, like it feels like a physical vice around my skull and it, it tightens and it tightens and it tightens. I, I go to dance class. I go there, I bring my dance shoes, I put those on and while 
I'm, I feel like the pain is present. The pain is never not present. But when I am thinking of the beats and the steps and the music, suddenly the pain takes a back seat and is observing the dance. And the dance is my, pardon me, the pain is my dance partner. And we need to learn how to dance accordingly together because I'm the leader. I'm, I'm just so emotional right now, Candice, because I understand I can link the passion of dance and the expression and bring, bringing freedom and the distraction of all the other noises and how you describe your pain and link it. Like you said, it's, it's always there, but you're learning to, to, to do, to coexist, but you're in charge. Like that, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. And I, and I hope other people who are, are struggling to find a way to manage their day, whether it's through with mental illness or physical illness, that there are ways, you, maybe we're looking for a way to get rid of it, but sometimes you got to just, just trust that, okay, this is something I'm going to live with. How am I going to, how am I going to coexist? And you've chosen dance. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if I chose dance. I think dance chose me. Maybe it did. It kind of yeah. just, you know how the universe just works. Yeah. I, I went to a dance class once and I thought, okay, well, this is, this is our new thing. This is what we're doing. Thank you for being able to empathize with that, Lisa. Um, I know as yourself, as a, an athlete and a dancer that you, you know, it, it just gives you so much joy and passion and purpose. It, it does. It does. And I, and I, and I know if we don't wake up in the morning with passion and purpose, those two P's are vital to our lives. That's how important we need to find a passion so we can have a purpose. So moving forward, Candice, you, you describe, um, you know, what you've been through. What is your outlook on the future? What are you looking forward to? We've had a couple rough years, but I think we're coming out of it um, with more resilience. What's, what's going on with Candice for the future? Oh, I'm so excited. I have the most inspirational filled list right now. It's on my desktop. I wish I could show you. Um, Say hi to the new producer at East Lake Community TV. <laughs> I'm no, I'm taking a little break from my podcast, and I'll be in studio on the second week of July. So July 10th, we're we record all week. I get to record a full season of Candid Moments. And I continue connecting people through stories uh, through this platform. So I, I, I have candid conversations with people who have an exceptional story in our community. Wonderful. I can't. And I don't know what that will, that's going to be a, um, a conduit to the next step, but I, I have yet to figure that out. I don't know where that will lead me, but uh, I'm excited for the journey. I like, I, it sounds like you're living in the moment. Do you, do you consider yourself a really mindful person? Um, that's a good question, Lisa. Yes and no. 
I think I do. I think I live in the moment, but I also plan. But I also, like Dr. Matheson tells me that I, I live in a state of denial. Like not me, but my brain. My brain says, oh, I can do... I can do all these things that like I used to do before, but the brain doesn't, isn't able to produce these things. I don't, I don't think there's like, I think there's some truth to that, but what's nice about living in denial is that I think I'm a rock star and I think I can do anything I put my mind to. And I do these big courageous things like Mo Mondays. I was the, the host and the producer of Mo Monday Sudbury before the pandemic, um, nobody stopped me. I had, a, it was fully staffed. I sold tickets. These people shared their stories on stage and nothing held me back. No, I've, and I've been following your journey and you're, you are a rock star and I don't think that's anything you have to deny. And I know there are a lot of people who wake up in the mornings, feel like it's just, it's just getting too hard. And you know, I can't or I won't or a lot of a lot of denial, maybe a lot of uh, fear in moving forward and pushing forward. And I hope your story, like like it's doing with your book, inspires others to realize that there are ways to to push forward and find that passion and purpose. So, um, yeah, if, I, I love, your turn. Okay, um, if there are some people who think that there's no hope, that it can't get any better from here They're, they want to get from here to here focus on what you can do what you can do right now focus on that what are you good at what can how can we pay you for what you are so good at find that out and go do it enough said Candice what else can we say that's brilliant so you keep dancing I'm going to keep dancing and I'm going to think of you when I'm shaking my booty and I think what you're doing is so inspiring and empowering for all the other wonderful things that you're doing as an ad producer and a podcaster and a motivational speaker and I'm going to continue to follow you and we're going to chat again and see how tv life is working for you and uh your course you dance career so thank you for joining us again thank you Lisa maybe I'll have you on my show too I'd love it. I'd love it. Oh, yeah. We're supporting each other. Absolutely. Our paths keep crisscrossing. Yes.